0: Listening to a quiet mind. So you may be asking yourself, how can I just sit down and be quiet when the the world is going completely crazy right now? And for those of you that live in the United States, and for those of you that don't even live in the United States, I'm sure that you're up on the current news of what's happening, and. You know, panic really hasn't arisen yet, but I'm sure that it may it may get to that point. And, you know, I, I, it doesn't even have to be said that pretty much what uh, the media thrives on is a good negative story to, uh, you know, drive up their viewer base, and therefore then they can charge more for advertising. So bad news is good news for them. So that seems to be, of course, their their central focus. So, why would we, at this time right now, want to focus even more on our practice of sitting still and getting quiet? Why would we take this so-called passive approach? Well, I would like to say this, you know, to anyone who hasn't tried to sit down and meditate, that it's far from passive. (laughs) And those of you that do meditate, you know, I don't even have to say this is a very active, um, thing to do, um, is anything but passive. It takes a tremendous amount of will to sit down while everybody else is running around distracting themselves with uh, being busy. We decide we're going to go in a room away from everybody, you know, away from all of the, our distractions, our cell phones, televisions, computers, video games, kids, family, magazines, books, Neighbors, you know, we're, we're the whole world, we're, we're going to go into our quiet room, we're going to get sit down, and we're, we're going to quiet our minds. <laughs> we're, you know, this is something that is far from passive, and also is far from easy. So, I just wanted to say that to some people that recently that um, have asked me this question, well, what good does it do? With what's going on in the world right now, for you to, you know, go in some room somewhere and sit down and, uh, you know, ignore it all. <laughs> well, for, you know, what we're doing when we're sitting down like this, we're taking away all the distractions in our life to face or to invite in um, our mind. Or thoughts, or whatever is happening in the moment, it might be we're in, you know, inviting in um, uh, the pain that we're having in our knee or our back from from sitting down in the position. The uh, you know the fact that we're feeling uncomfortable. We we don't want to be there. We're thinking, has it been five minutes yet? <laughs> when is this going to be over? And our thoughts are racing and. You know we're we're working diligently to focus on our breath, bringing our attention back to our posture. So why would we be doing something like that and thinking that there is going to be some kind of result that by doing this practice is going to have an effect on the world around us or the people around us or have any kind of effect on the you know, the economy, or the state of the nation, or the state of the world, or war, or, you know, homelessness, or uh, hunger, why in the world would we ever think that sitting down, being quiet, in a room by ourself, would be able to have any kind of effect on the world situation, or anyone else for that matter? So I think this is something that we could look at this week, or this month, as far as how podcasts have been going. What good does it do for me to sit and be quiet? And maybe a a good answer that we can give people is this. And this is just merely a theory. (laughs) And it's just my theory. It doesn't really matter at all. But uh, uh, I have, you know, I have a feeling that What's happening in the world is a reflection of our consciousness inside how we're all feeling. You know, all you have to do is go and sit down in a room for a while taking away all of the stimulation that's in your life. Sit there, give yourself five or ten minutes to see just how really chaotic your mind is. You know, unless, of course, you're a meditation master and you may be, but I don't know about the rest of you. When I sit down, there are times where there is peace and quiet, and then there are times where there is chaos. So much so that I wonder, how can this possibly even be coming from my mind? Could all that really be originating from that, you know, mass of goo in my head? (laughs) Is it somehow coming from some outside source, you know? Could I really be possibly this clever to have so many opinions about so many different things and so many emotions and feelings and memories and songs and all of this stuff that's flying around in my mind? But it's chaos sometimes, you know? And uh, it's, it's no wonder that what's happening in our world, you know, is just as crazy because we're all the same. So we're all walking around with these organs inside of the skull that you know, are very chaotic and busy and just flooded full of electrical energy that's transferred as thought, feeling, and emotion, ideas, planning, wondering, thinking, worrying. There's all this activity going on. The other day I was driving home from work And there was a woman in front of me and I I saw that she was, you know, waving her hands all over the place in the car, real, very animated, you know, and I could see her kind of in the rear view mirror. And I thought, you know, maybe she's really getting into a great song. I don't know. know, I don't know. But then I noticed that, you know, she was talking, she had a, you know, Bluetooth on or something like that. She was talking to someone and, you know, really expressing some major frustration that she was having. And then, no, you know, I, I was looking at her for a while, and I've done this before too. I'll call my friends, put them in the car and talk to them about a situation maybe that had happened at work or, you know, whatever I'm going through, and I can get really animated, and I I do the same thing. I was wasn't judging her. I just noticed it. And as I noticed it, I looked around, and I saw that there were like about six people, you know, that I could see within my peripheral vision and all that were all doing about the same thing. And in that moment, I just had a realization of all of that energy that's flying through the air now that necessarily would not have actually been spoken word because of the technology that we have now. We're all talking these, um, you know, these thoughts that are in our head. Now we have devices where we can be in constant communication with somebody somewhere at any time, you know, all over the world, you know. Even when I go for hikes in the mountains, sometimes when I'm way out there, I notice I have reception on my cell phone, and I'm like, "Wow, I better turn that off." <laughs> anyway, so I turn it off and just thought to myself, all of that energy now that was, you know, at one time kind of contained within the mind, where we would actually kind of be sitting in that commuter time that we had before, we would be sitting with all of these thoughts you know, mulling them them over or, you know, trying to, you know, work them out for ourselves or feeling the emotion or the aggression, the pain, the anger, the joy, the anguish, whatever. Instead of calling someone, you know, since we didn't have that ability, we would need to so called quote unquote process this information on our own. And then maybe when we got home, we would talk to our significant other about, you know, what happened that day at work or what even happened, maybe in traffic or in the line at the grocery store, at the you know bank or wherever we are doing our errands. Um, and sometimes, in some cases, you could see that that release at that time might not be a good idea. But that's not really what I was observing, or what came to me. What was what what I, what I was observing was that the actual spoken uh, words are now you know, outside of the head, and they're actually audible noise. And, you know, I wonder if there's any studies that are being done about this. That, uh, you know, just seeing this and seeing the expression of chaos and the amount of stress that we're all under, and thinking, wow, you know, more than ever, we need to get away from these distractions and these devices, et cetera, and make that time for ourselves. If anything, it gets us off the streets, <laughs> you know, that's one way it could contribute to a more peaceful society that instead of us all out there, you know, releasing all of this, you know, and I don't, don't mean we're going to sit somewhere and we're going to stuff it in and, um, you know, hold it in and not express how we're feeling. But a lot of times, you know, when we have that time to decompress a little bit from a a circumstance that we're in that may have, you know, caused us to become stressed and then either we were able in that situation to react and communicate how we were feeling or, like a lot of us, because it's not appropriate we've been taught in society to maybe express how you're feeling or show that you're angry or say that you were hurt etc or maybe you're not even in touch with it at that point that you know communicating it constantly you know by being able to pick up a phone that easily may not always may not necessarily be a great idea in other words maybe we should sit with it because you know as I was saying as it's given time it loses its intensity and When we're out of the stressed situation that we were in, you know, we're able to breathe, you know. We're not feeling like we're under attack any longer. Um, We're not in the fight or flight situation. We're able to gain our composure. We're able to breathe through it, get in touch with it, release it on our own, you know, and move on with our day. So when these opportunities would arise before we didn't have the convenience of the instant communication to be able to text, to be able to, you know, instantly call on the phone, to be able to email, etc., whatever. That maybe we're not having that adequate time that we need to just be able to process it a little bit for ourselves or to sit quietly with it, you know, in, in the right context, in the right space. Not only that, but what I was saying before is just Just the fact that now all of these things at one time were internalized in our mind, the thoughts and the feelings racing over where we're, you know, playing over the event that just happened, where we're analyzing it, turning it over in our heads, we're being, you know, we're getting angry, maybe we're feeling hurt or whatever. Just in that process that it's now being vocalized, again, it's bringing up that, that could be bringing up that level that we have The chaos button, you know, or the chaos knob is is getting turned up, you know, where now, uh, you know, that, that immediate response that we have, maybe the immediate response we have to call someone, maybe we should just sit with it for a while first before we do that. And say, no, wait, no, I, yeah, I know, I feel like I want to call somebody, but what what happens if I just sit with this for a while? What happens if I go back to my my breathing? Go back to the breath. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm an expert on this. <laughs> it's a suggestion, you know, that we got to remember that we, that what we have here inside of us that we carry with us wherever we go at any given time, we have this ability to be able to calm, calm ourselves. But because of the way that we live now, we really are under a tremendous amount of stress for, uh, long periods of time, you know, where as before we, uh, would maybe only feel stressed when we really needed to have that, um, you know, that endorphin rush that, uh, a situation may have brought up or we, where it was life or death where we could, you know, run away from something or be fight, uh, you know, with the saber-toothed tiger or whatever. <laughs> you know, now, uh, you know, we're using that, um, that fight-or-flight situation is coming up constantly or continually. And I just watched this on a really great PBS special, Um and I, I should have put it in front of me here while I was talking to be able to re- to remember exactly what it was called. But I think it was Stress Portrait of a Killer. And this was on PBS. It was uh, National Geographic. It was recommended um, by a friend that I watch it. And I, I was very impressed by it. And it brought up a lot for me and i saw the correlation between it and and what we're doing and what why it's worth sitting down and getting quiet because what it's doing is in the in the evolution you know of of humankind about the only thing that's going to save us is to be able to change some of these um what you would call primitive um you know, primitive um, uh, uh, reactions that we may have when we're faced with uh, danger. So in sitting and getting quiet like this, we're actually sitting with our own thoughts, our own feelings of fight or flight. And we learn by the practice of sitting and focusing that we don't have to let these things control how we're feeling the outside circumstances are not going to change they're going to keep coming at us <laughs> you know we can't ask like it's a, the nature of a snake we can't we can't expect the nature of a snake to change just because we have changed there's still going to be a snake but we can react we can learn how to react differently to that type of situation or scenario that arises the mind doesn't really know the difference between you know lion attack and uh, somebody almost running into your car on the freeway it's reacting in the same way it uh, so and like i said in this special it was talking about how we're just like always under stress now this fight or flight the histamines flooding through our body the endorphins flooding through our body talked a lot about the uh, health issues around that not only that or this the psychological issues so we don't know how to behave in the society that we've created in a peaceful way so when we sit and uh, we take on a huge challenge to sit down with our minds it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of tenacity persistence and support. So that's a big reason why the podcast is here. It's about support. We're we're in it together. So while you're when you sit down now and just sit to be quiet and focus on your breath. Know that you're doing really good work not only for yourself but for the rest of the world. If there's one more person out there who through the practice of meditation has learned how to calm themselves just a little bit, there might be one less person reacting in a, in a circumstance that takes two people to create a violent situation. So if we're learning that, by all means, what we're not doing is, some, is, is passive. It's a very, very active to practice It's very, very active to cultivate compassion, empathy, understanding, and peace in your life. So when you're sitting like this, and you start to see yourself, and you invite yourself in, don't push yourself away. Don't judge. Um... Just receive it. Bring it in. Invite it in. It's an invitation here to sit down and be with what is. And I know it it takes a lot of courage to do this. Stay with it. When your mind says, has that been five minutes? Just say, bring your attention back to your breathing. It's okay. Or sit a little bit longer. When your mind chirps in and says, well, this is ridiculous. What am I doing this for? R- remember what we talked about this time. We don't need to get self-righteous about it or smug, um, but we do need to know why we're doing what we're doing and that it can have a positive effect on our lives, but also a positive effect on others. The more we know about ourselves, the more we know about everyone else. The more we understand why we react the way we react when we show anger, when we uh, show frustration, when we're hurt, the more we see why we do this, the more we understand why others do it. And a magical thing happens through this transformation. When you have more and more acceptance of yourself and understanding of yourself, you have more empathy for others maybe one time out of 10 this is going to creep in and believe me you're going to notice it you're going to see wow i didn't i didn't react to that situation like i would normally react i didn't yell at that person that cut me off i didn't even feel angry when i missed that light you know because uh, the person in front of me slowed down for the yellow like they're supposed to <laughs> You know, I didn't get hurt by my husband saying that he didn't like the uh, macaroni and cheese that I made. You'll see these little things and you will begin to see a change in yourself. And I want you to remember something, another thing that's really very interesting. Because, Because we're all very hypercritical of ourselves, we have a nation that is hypercritical. We have a world that's hypercritical. Not only that, it does tend to focus on the negative. So much so that sometimes all the mind can see all day long and react to is all the negative things that happen. Very rarely, it seems like the positive things just bounce right off. And the negative things we take in, we absorb them, we analyze them, we we talk to our friends about them like i said get on the cell phone and figure it all out and complain and bitch and moan and blah 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 and that's what we do, we really, you know, we're really working over all those negative things and very focused on it. When you notice that you've done something like not react to somebody yelling at you and you you've seen some of the results of all the work that you've done you know what remember that (laughs) you know it's not bad to pat yourself on the back it's not a big ego trip you know to realize that you've done something positive and to actually put some attention on that you can write it down for yourself you can tell your friends about that instead of something negative uh When something good happens, try to spend a little bit more time acknowledging that good thing that happened. Spend a little more time absorbing it, letting it fill up your consciousness a little bit. Go ahead and feel good. It's okay to feel the joy, you know, and it's contagious, you know. When you feel good, other people feel good. And I'm not talking about, you know, contriving some kind of false smiley face. I mean the real stuff, the real good stuff. And go ahead, share it with other people. That's a good thing. When something, when you know of something happy or good or joyous like that, share it with somebody. Share some good news with somebody that you know. You know, uh, go ode magazine. Uh, it has some wonderful articles in it. Uh, o D E magazine. They have a website, of course. Share some news from there. Read a few things from there. <laughs> There's some some good news. Some things that'll make you feel better. So know that the work you're doing is positive, good work, not only for you, for your family, for the people that you love, for total strangers, for somebody across the other side of the world. Um, Meditation and getting quiet and building that empathy and that love inside of you so you can open your heart and share that with others is good work. And uh, I commend you for it, for showing up, for not giving up. And we'll continue to do it together for as long as we do. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that we speak again soon. And remember, uh, every Saturday morning, we have uh, a live meditation and I'd like to invite you to that if you have the time. It's Saturday, 8.30 a.m. Pacific time. I'm in Southern or California, uh, Northern California, actually, uh, near San Francisco. So it would be great if you could join in. We have a silent meditation for a half hour, 20 minutes or longer, where we just sit together quietly. And we would love to have you join the website is um on the uh a quiet mind web website there's a link there for the live podcast i think the url is uh live.yahoo.com slash a quiet mind We may want to double check that on uh, a quiet mind dot com well i hope to see you there and once again uh i praise you for all of your good work the <music> other <music>